More breaking news in the overnight hours about Tiger Woods' accident and the sheriff's efforts to get at that black box. We'll have details coming up in just a moment. And amongst those atop the leaderboards in the world of golf, one Rory McIlroy and Nellie Corda. The Corda sisters continue to rule. We'll hear from everybody coming up today on the Fairways of Life Worldwide. Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. So a couple days ago, as you guys know, I read an article from the USA Today that had come out in the overnight hours, and it happened again last night. This, this was officially Friday morning at the time that this was released. Uh, it, it's the most recent update was 12.25 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, and the headline reads... Tiger Woods told deputies after car crash he did not remember driving. Now, we already knew that, I thought, right? But here's the article they came out with, so I'm keeping you guys up to speed on on what's coming out in the press, as we promised you that we would. Again, this is from the usatoday.com's website that we found it. Josh Peter and Brent Schrotenboer are the accredited authors on this one, and they write the following. Tiger Woods told sheriff's deputies after crashing his car that he could not remember driving and he did not know how the collision happened, according to an affidavit for a search warrant used to obtain the black box of the vehicle Woods was driving on February 23rd. Woods later said the same thing at the hospital where he was treated for multiple leg injuries suffered during the crash, according to a copy of the search warrant affidavit obtained by USA Today Sports. Woods initially was unconscious after the crash in Southern California when a resident found the golfer trapped in a loner car with blood on his face and chin, according to the affidavit, which was submitted by Los Angeles County Sheriff's Deputy uh, Johan Schlogel. Quoting, the deputies asked him how the collision occurred at the scene of the crash, according to the affidavit. Driver said he did not know and did not remember driving. Driver was treated for his injuries at the hospital and was asked there again how the collision occurred. He repeated that he did not know and he did not remember driving, end quote. Slogo said he believed information stored in the black box, such as the speed the car was traveling at the time of the crash, would assist in determining how and why the collision occurred, according to the affidavit. Data from the car Woods was driving constitutes evidence that tends to show the commission of a felony or misdemeanor offense, quote, according to the form filled out to obtain the search warrant. But the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Alex Villanueva has said the ongoing investigation into the crash is not a criminal investigation. Quoting, these investigations in the accident or in the collision, they did search a, a warrant to seize, in essence, the black box of the vehicle, he said yesterday, and that's all it is. And they're going to go through it and see if they can find out what the performance of the vehicle was, what was happening at the time of the impact. And with that, they'll have more information that they can attribute to the cause of the accident. And that's all it is. And we'll leave it at that, okay? End quote. Villanueva also addressed why the Sheriff's Department did not seek a warrant to obtain a sample of Woods' blood that could be used to determine whether someone was under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Quote, In order to seek a search warrant, you have to have evidence of impairment, he said. 
He had stated previously that there was no evidence that Woods was impaired at the time of the collision and continued yesterday saying, quote, absence, the evidence of impairment, you're not going to get a search warrant. It's not getting signed by the judge and investigators will determine what is needed to determine the accident or the traffic collision, end quote. Car accident reconstruction experts told USA Today Sports that available evidence in the case indicated that Woods was not paying attention and had a, quote, very delayed response, end quote, to the emergency when his vehicle, a Genesis GV80, left the road before crashing that day. One said it looked like a classic case of being asleep at the wheel because Woods' vehicle went straight into the medium instead of staying on the road as it curved right. He then kept going straight into the opposing lanes, then off the road where he hit a tree and his vehicle rolled over. The vehicle traveled about 400 feet after hitting the median. There was no apparent evidence of braking on the road. In 2017, police found Woods asleep at the wheel in Florida. He was arrested for drunk driving and several drugs were found in his system then, including Ambien and Vicodin, according to a toxicology report released later. Recently, Woods, 45, has been recovering from a surgical procedure on his back. Villanueva said Woods is, quote, end quote, in good spirits, which is a good sign. And hopefully he'll get himself back on his feet at some point down the road. So that breaking news came out overnight. Again, it's credited to USA Today. USAToday.com is where we found that article. Okay, world of golf now to focus on what was actually played in round one of the Arnold Palmer Invitational? We have two tied atop the leaderboard. Rory McIlroy with an opening round of 66 and Corey Connors with an opening round of 66. For Rory, it was a seven birdie, one bogey effort in round one. He had eight of 14 fairways, 13 of 18 greens, and he had 27 putts, which is great for Rory. A one under par in his opening nine holes, so kind of a bit of a slow start on that opening nine, but he was five under par on his final nine holes. He birdied five consecutive holes. In fact, remember, he started on the back nine, and so they were holes two through six, tying the second longest birdie streak in a round of his PGA Tour career. He made a 55-foot, 11-inch putt for birdie at what is the second hole, his 11th hole of the day, and that putt was moving, let me tell you. And he made a 22-foot, 6-inch putt for birdie on the very next hole. The 66, it marks his lowest opening round score this PGA Tour season. It's his fifth round of 66 or lower, though, at this event since 2017. And no other player has more than two at this event during that span. It's his second consecutive opening 66. In fact, at the event, he was solo second after round one last year and would finish the event in a tie for fifth when it was all said and done. Uh, 18-hole co-leader marks the 16th time holding an 18th-hole lead or co-lead on the PGA Tour. He's converted three of the 15 prior into wins. It's his first 18-hole leader co-lead in the PGA Tour since 2020 at the World Golf Championships Workday Championship. He also finished solo uh, fifth at that one as well. He's not converted an 18-hole leader co-lead into a win on the PGA Tour since the 2014 Open. He's now 41 under par at this event since 2017. Best of any player at this event in that span by a whopping 17 strokes. The next best is Mark Leishman, who is 24 under par. He was plus, is plus 26 strokes, strokes gain approach at this event since 2017 in that time span. Most of any player at the event in that span by over 10 strokes. And next most is plus 15.7 
by Benny Ahn. Very impressive stuff by Rory McIlroy. So I guess the way to start an interview with Rory is to say, yeah, obviously it was a great round. A little bit slow to start for Rory, but it was a great round, Rory. What do you think? Yeah, it was good. It wasn't uh, wasn't like that quick, obviously, in, in total. The 66 is a great way to start the, the tournament, but uh, the first few holes were a little slow going, um, and I made a really good birdie on 14, uh, and that sort of got me, you know, got the run going. The two twos on the back nine were uh, were great. You know, coming off uh, last week where I really struggled on the par threes, um, you know, and today I today I played them in three under par, so um, quite a turnaround. But uh, yeah, I, I I played well after that and hit some really good shots. Um, some good drives you know I saw a lot of really positive signs out there today which was uh which is really encouraging yeah I mean I yeah breezy um you know the greens are still pretty receptive so if you hit it on the fairway you know you've you know if you've got some birdie chances coming your way uh I play the two par fives well on the uh on the front side you know so two easy birdies there um but yeah I mean I, I expect you know, tomorrow afternoon, I don't know if there's going to be quite as much breeze, but the golf course will get a little firmer. So uh, I don't think it'll be quite like how it was here last year when it played really tough. But, uh, you know, this course always provides a, a really good test. I, I, I feel like you don't have to do anything special to shoot a good score here. You, you can be really conservative off the tees if you want to be. You know, there's a bunch of irons that you can hit off tees. Um, take care of the par fives i think the, the toughest thing about this course is the par threes and i played them at 300 today so that was a bonus but um you know i've i've watched tiger enough here over the years and, and the way he played this course was you know he played it very conservatively he took care of the par fives and and that was usually good enough to get the job done so um sort of take a little bit of a, a leaf out of his book i've always felt comfortable here i think you know, I saw a stat the other day that um, this course, more than any other on the PGA Tour, um, the correlation between strokes gained off the tee and, and performance at this course is higher than, than anywhere else. And obviously myself and Bryson, number one and two, and strokes gained off the tee for the season. <laughs> I've, I've shot two good scores today. So um, it's what I think it is. It's one of these places where there's a lot of holes where everyone just hits it in the same spots off the tee. But then when you can give yourself an advantage by taking driver and, and getting it up there um you know tee shots like three tee shots like six you know where some of the shorter guys are having to go up the the sliver of fairway up the right when you know longer guys don't have to really worry about that the nice thing is it's feeling better and better you know basically every time i i go out there on the golf course um yeah, i felt pretty good about it uh you know, even like in Abu Dhabi, I felt pretty good about my game because I knew it maybe wasn't perfect technically, but I knew that I had one miss. And I think that's the thing. The last few weeks, I've sort of had the two misses going on. And um, But I, you know, I, I saw a lot of golf shots going out in my, in the window I was looking at today. So that, you know, that gives me a lot of encouragement going forward. No, it hasn't been like that for a while where I've had these huge highs and huge lows. Um I sort of, I feel like I've become a little more consistent in my game over the last few years. Uh, but like even somewhere like a 2012, which is nine years ago, believe it or not. I believe it. Um, you know, I in that run in the summer where I won 
the PGA and the, the playoff events and stuff, I, I missed five cuts in the space of like nine events. So it was a little more feast and famine back then. I think it's a little more, um, a little more consistent as I'm getting a little older and having a few more gray hairs. Consistent, yes, but still a feast for Rory McIlroy finishing in six under par after 66. He'll tee off at 12.46 p.m. Eastern time today over at Bay Hill just down the road. Corey Connors is tied with him atop the leaderboard. He, too, at six under after a 66. Now, Corey Connors is on the golf course right now. He just teed off a few minutes ago, so much so that we do not have a score for him posted yet, although you can follow action from the Arnold Palmer Invitational on PGA Tour Live. It is live at this very moment. So for Corey Connors in round one with that 66, he had an eagle. He had six birdies. He did have two bogeys. He was 8 of 14 fairways and 15 of 18 greens in regulation. He had 28 putts. Six under par through his first seven holes with those four birdies in eagle to get things started. He was five under par on the opening nine all told. He started at the 10th hole as well, just like Rory. He was one under par on the final nine holes. And he started the round birdie, birdie, birdie. Eagle on the par 5 16th. He put a second shot to 5 feet 10 inches from the hole. Then he had two bogeys to come home on holes 18 and then holes on number 9 on the two finishing holes on each side. He led the field in round 1 in strokes gain. T to green picking up 5.4 strokes on the average and strokes game approach picking up 5.5 strokes on the average. So for Corey Connors, I guess it would be after a round like that, how would you grade it? Yeah, I give myself a high grade. I did a lot of things really well today and hit a lot of really nice shots and was able to hold uh, some nice putts. So definitely a high grade for today's uh, round. I know this golf course can sneak up on you if you uh, you know get a little too relaxed. So you know, I was off to a really great start there. My focus on uh, 17 and my eighth hole, six six under par at the time. I was trying to hit a solid five iron, give myself another chance at birdie, and just take it one shot at a time. I think that's really important out here. I've always really liked this golf course. Um, when I was a junior golfer, I actually came and watched a few times, and you know, I was loved the uh, place. It's such great condition. Um, visually, I like the golf course a lot off the tee, and you got to be really precise with your shots. I think um, you know, just had a little more rest leading up to uh, the event this year, and had a week at home last week so feeling fresher uh coming in here and um yeah definitely excited to uh, have a good start and excited for the rest of the week so a tie atop the leaderboard at the arnold palmer invitation we'll see how long it lasts as one of those who has that tie is Corey connors who you just heard from and he's on the golf course as we speak we'll give you an update on what he's doing when we come back and we're going to turn our sights to what's going on in the LPGA, where just like on the PGA Tour, there is a tie atop the leaderboard. There's one more in the party on the LPGA, three tied atop the leaderboard. One of them is Nellie Corda, as the Corda sisters continue a great vein of play at the moment. At this moment, we're going to take a break and be back with more of the Fairways of Life show worldwide after this. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit French Lick. 
TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip that's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products, so I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers, but now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Hi, I'm Brian Hammonds. You country club members can now represent your club and compete in a Ryder Cup-style event. The inaugural Country Club National Championship presented by Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka. It's October 12th through the 17th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The field is limited, so don't delay. For more information, go to ccncgolf.com. That's ccncgolf.com. I hope to see you and your team in Orlando. Friday. Hope you guys are doing well from wherever you're joining us around the USA or around the world. Welcome one and all. Three tied atop the leaderboard at the LPGA's Drive-On Championship in Austin Ernst and Jennifer Cupcho and Nellie Corda. Each of them are interesting stories in their own right. Let's start with Austin Ernst with seven birdies and two bogeys. She had 12 of 14 fairways and 12 of 18 greens regulation. Only 25 putts for Austin Ernst. She bogeyed two of her first four holes. Think about that for a second. Then played the final 14 holes 
in seven under par. This is coming off uh, a missed cut last week. She finished tied for 17th at the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions prior to that. So the beauty of golf. Did you see it coming? Not really, but what did she see with the round that was? Uh, my game feels really good. Um, made some good putts today, hit some good shots, kind of had a mix of some quality iron shots and then, then some good putting. Um, but I think with how the course is playing, it's a little firm with the greens being newer. Mm. Um, so you kind of have some shots that are a little little tougher to get it close to, and I feel like I managed it very well. Kind of all day, I've just kind of told myself, all right, even going to last week, um, I was like, all right, I'm just going to go play golf. So if I go play golf at home, then I make a couple birdies early kind of just keep the pedal down and make a lot of birdies. Drew did a really good job today, too. On five, he's like, all right, there's a lot of birdie opportunities coming in. And it was kind of seeing one one putt go in and then um, kind of started being a little bit more aggressive with the putter. I left a couple putts short, left a birdie putt short on six, and then kind of after that I just told myself, all right, I'm going to be really aggressive um, coming in. And then I made made a lot of, a lot of birdies coming in. Remember when we had Jennifer Cupcho on the show a few weeks back, and it was like like we always talk about when we get a chance to know these young players, we came away from it going, man, it's easy to be a fan. Well, I think you're going to be amazed when you hear that, yeah, well, she's leading after round one with a five under 67 and that three-way tie, but she did it at least finishing her round with a migraine. And she actually had one when she was talking to the media afterwards. So where do we start with Jennifer Cupcho? Let, let's get an assessment with five birdies and no bogeys and around 12 of 14 fairways, 15 of 18 greens and regulation and 28 pots. She too had four consecutive birdies. It seems to be a, a theme running through both golf tournaments, these runs of birdies. And they're not too far apart. They're only maybe an hour apart from... Bay Hill to Golden Ocala, where they are. So let's start with Jennifer Cupcho by first of all asking her to assess the round that was, but also how you doing? Uh, great, honestly. Uh, about I'm 14, I was ready to get off the golf course, so glad I'm off. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely played well on the front. Um, I actually ended up getting a migraine on the back nine, so um, struggling through that, still continuing. So um, trying to get through that, and that's I was really just focused on playing the best that I could with that on the back nine. Jennifer, some of those are crippling. I mean, people get them, and they have to just lay down. I mean, yeah. what is it like when it comes on for you? Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, I mean, even right now, it's really blurry. I can't really see anything over to the left. So, um, yeah, it's definitely really hard. Um, I pretty much just leaned a lot of my caddy um, and just trusted him and tried to do the best that I could. How often do they come on? Um, recently, decently often. I think I've had three during off season. So okay. um, usually before that, not super often though. And is it is it something that you don't know when it's coming and you don't know when it's going away? Or For sure. Um, usually the blurriness goes away within like 45 minutes, but um, they kind of just come on at any point. I mean, I was standing over a shot, and that's when it kicked in. So um, I never really know. Do you have to go to a dark room and just kind of close yourself in? Is that the? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm doing this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> so it, it's amazing. She, she said she like, couldn't see out of her left eye. I, I don't actually even know. Dom, do you actually know what a, what a migraine is? What technically happens with a migraine? It sounds like a blood constriction or something if you can't see. 
You're supposed to know I can everything, look it though. up and let you guys know. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I have family members that get migraines, and they are beyond serious. I mean, it, it really is. I think they mentioned it in that little piece there, in the flash piece. It is crippling. Um, most of the time, you're in a dark room, door closed, no sound, no noise, no light. You know, f- sometimes for an hour, two hours, you can't handle anything. To think, especially, remember, she's right-handed. To think that she couldn't see anything to her Amazing. left. And she had a migraine. And she's tied for the lead. That's crazy. It's insane. All right, I just, I just went online because you gave me the idea to do it. When you were like, I could look it up. I did. This is from the Mayo Clinic. Overview. A migraine can cause severe throbbing pain or pulsing sensation usually on one side of the head. It's often accompanied by nausea, vomiting, extreme sensitivity to light and sound. Migraine attacks can last for hours to days and the pain can be so severe that it interferes with your daily activities. For some people, a warning symptom known as an aura occurs on aura before or with the the headache. An aura can include visual disturbances such as flashes of light or blind spots or other disturbances such as tingling on the side of the face or in the arm or leg in difficulty speaking. How do you tell the difference between a migraine and someone having a stroke then? Medications, that was my question, not what they wrote. Uh, Getting back to what they wrote. Symptoms can, or medications can help prevent some migraines and make them less painful. The right medicines combined with self-help remedies and lifestyle changes might help. That's interesting. I wonder what they mean by that. Uh, yeah, send, send us the message in if you're watching us on uh, Fairways of Life on the YouTube channel or on, the, on one of the Facebook page or anywhere you're watching us. Uh, Dom, Dom sees those messages, Twitter, uh, and let us know if you guys have any familiarity with it. Now, Nelly Corda is also tied for the lead at five under par. What an incredible run that, well, yes, she's been on coming from Lake Nona, but also her sister as well, five birdies and no bogeys. Uh, in her round of that five under par 67 to stand tied atop the leaderboard, 10 of 14 fairways and 12 of 18 greens and regulations and 25 putts. And again, because the LPGA and the PGA Tour are so close to each other, I'm going to ask Dom for the weather in Orlando just for an update in a second to find out because we've had some really high winds lately and see what's going to happen with that this afternoon. It, It wasn't so bad yesterday. Uh, 66.3 opening round scoring average in 2021 on the LPGA. Are you kidding me? 66.8 overall scoring average in 2021 on the LPGA through nine rounds. 43 under par in nine rounds in the LPGA so far this calendar year. And all nine rounds on the LPGA in 2021 thus are in the 60s. Pretty impressive stuff. So coming off what you just did at Lake Nona, surely you got, I mean, they all tell us when they have a victory like that, not only is it physically draining, it's emotionally draining as well. So for Nelly, she kept it going. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I took Monday off, did laundry, <laughs> drove up here, get got tested. Um, but I was actually really tired. I just played nine and nine. Um, and I just tried to keep it pretty simple and easy and... I worked on my swing a little yesterday just because I wasn't hitting it good. I think just being tired, your swing kind of is all over the place. So I try to tighten up my swing, and I hit it pretty solid today, so hopefully I can keep improving on that 
next couple of days. Um, are, would you consider yourself a player who gets on a hot streak and, and rolls with it for a long period of time? I would like to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm more of like consistency. I know there's going to be bad rounds, and you can't play perfect every single time, but the more you minimize your mistakes and the more consistent you get with your swing and figuring out what works for you, I think the better. And are you a player who sets year-long goals, or are you someone who just takes it week at a time? I think I just take it a week at a time. Small goals build, eventually build to your big goals. All right, so we're going to go over air times for all of the golf coming up in the next segment. But this leaderboard with Nellie Corda, Jennifer Cupcho, and Austin Ernst all tied and five under par, they will beat all teen off after lunch. So, Dom, uh, let's talk about the, the weather or what's going on in Metro Orlando. Austin will be off at 12.03 p.m. Obviously, these are Eastern time. Jennifer Cupcho at 12.14 p.m. and Nellie Corda at 12.36 p.m. this afternoon. What are we looking at, Dom, in terms of uh, what's going on with the weather? I, I, I don't think there's any chance for rain in the forecast, unlike tomorrow where I believe there is a, a chance of rain in the forecast. But uh, what, what are they saying today in terms of the wind in particular? Uh, the wind shouldn't be too bad today, Matt, as you can see uh, on your television screen if you're watching on the TV side. About 9 miles an hour, 10 miles an hour, maybe gusts a little higher than that. So it, it's impactful but not major. No, that's not uh, bad. The weather will be beautiful, you know, mid to high 70s. Uh, but, again, the weekend is where we're going to run into some potential issues here because uh, tomorrow there is rain in the forecast, 75% chance it is going to be raining. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be enough to stop play, but it's going to be an issue. And with the rain comes a little bit of wind. We're talking about, you know, 10 to 15 mile per hour gusts. So that could be a little bit of an issue. And then on Sunday, um, you can see there on the TV side, it's 68 degrees is the high. That's good weather. Uh, no really rain to speak of in the forecast. But the wind will be the biggest issue on Sunday, up, up to almost 20 miles per hour, possibly a little bit more with the gusts. And that's a real issue. And you heard in some of the flash sound from the guys at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, that the golf course, which is already hard, when it's very windy, it can be very, very difficult. So it'll be a challenging final round. No doubt about that. All right, coming up in the next segment, there still are some big names on the heels of the leaders at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. It includes the likes of Lee Westwood and Bryson DeChambeau and one Jordan Spieth, who's in red numbers. Again, we'll have all three coming up on the Fairways of Life after this break. Reminding everybody, log on to PGATourSuperstore.com. If you've enjoyed the fact that over the last few weeks, we've had a chance to show you some of the new products, like this one here is the new C721 driver from Tour Edge. Really cool looking, very, very beautiful driver here. And this is one that we're going to be doing features on for Golf Channel and here on Fairways of Life over the next couple of weeks. But you can find this product at the PGA Tour Superstore. You can find all the names of products that you might be searching for, like Titleist and Cobra and Ping and Callaway and TaylorMade and more, Wilson, Uh, all of the apparel that you might be looking for, the shoes from FootJoy and Puma and all the rest of the companies. You can find it all on the website. You can shop on the website. All this new stuff is is loading into the stores right now. This is the, the over the the course of the last four weeks is when all that stuff has been coming in. Or if you want to, you can pick it up safely curbside, and you can shop in store very safely as well. And I cannot emphasize enough: when you're in store, you're going to be helped by actual experts. 
so that whatever you get, whatever you feel is right for your game, will be 100% right for you and your game. It's the reason why they are the number one golf retailer in America, and we are very proud to represent them. PGATourSuperstore.com. More of the Fairways of Life show with some big names in store after these words. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear. And where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show this Friday. I hope you guys have had a great week so far and enjoy the weekend that stands before you. Uh, on PGA Tour Live, I just watched at the par 4 11th tee shots from Jason Day and Ricky Fowler and Victor Hovland. And I have to tell you, they all were beautiful. Uh, Ricky's challenged because he's over par right now, but Hovland's on a roll. He's four under par. He's only two shots off the lead. So update on the leaderboard at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Right now, Corey Connors is... On six under par, Rory McIlroy and six under par, Corey Pard, his first hole of the day. Bryson DeChambeau is five under after 67. He'll tee off at 12.57 p.m. this afternoon. And so for 
Bryson, remember the whole story was about him going for it at the par 5-6 by going across the lake instead of going around the hole the way it's laid out. He talked about all that stuff. But let's start, first of all, with Bryson assessing the, the good and the bad, if you will, for a round that was. Uh, you know, I, I played really good besides something weird that happened on 11, just a little three-footer I missed. Haven't done that in a long time, and um, I guess I was due for it. <laughs> I don't know. But for the most part, I, I, I was struggling with the putter. You could see I was really working hard on the putting, uh, on, on the putting stroke, on numerous holes, and that's just what I didn't feel too comfortable with. But I was still able to hit the ball online and make a few putts when I needed to, and I was pleased with that. Um, my driver was in the fairway, which is great. I had to rein it back a little bit. Um, we're working on some, hopefully, some new technology in the next couple of weeks that'll help mitigate some of those speed, um, interesting speed issues that, that we have. Uh, not not for golf swing reasons, just for for stuff that um, you know can handle it. I mean, there's it, it's really difficult when you get up to super high speeds. Um, the ball and the, and the club don't respond for those speeds <laughs> as well. So for the most part, I, again, going back to the round today, I, I felt pretty comfortable and um, looking forward to hitting in the fairway more and uh, hit minus close. It's funny, you know, on on four it was kind of straight into the wind. I'm like, man, that that it may be possible if the wind kind of flips a little bit. Uh, but there was a high expectation level of me trying to go for the green there, and, and that was, it was a little pressure that I wasn't expecting. Uh, but no, it was fun. The, the crowds were great with it. You know, I, I pulled out an iron as a joke uh, off the tee box, and and for me, it was just too much off of the right and more into the wind than anything. And with the, the driver that I'm using right now, it's a heavier head, and so I can't get the speeds that I'm trying to obtain um, on the golf course out here eventually. But it has a little more control to it. And it has like 3,000 spin. Um, but if it was, you know, uh, one of my normal drivers at 2,000 spin, I totally could have done it today. But if it's more downwind, I'll be able to do it um, tomorrow, hopefully, and, or sometime during the weekend. What are the odds you actually do it if the conditions if are favorable? If it's 10 miles an hour downwind, I'll for sure go for it. I mean, not necessarily the green per se, but, like, I'll be 30, 40 yards right of that, trying to go in that little little area, um, about at that bunker. Uh, it's about 30, 40 yards short of the green. Well, I think there's a lot of holes you have to kind of step up on and, and be confident with. It's, it's, it's very visually intimidating. And if you can conquer that and execute a great shot, uh, you're already ahead of the field. Well, it's, it's huge. You know, I've always played pretty well off of a few uh, weeks in a row in tournaments. You know, I'll kind of gain some momentum uh, normally. And, you know, I hope this is just the start. We'll see. It's a pretty good start. Nonetheless, 500 par 67, currently one shot off the lead for Bryson DeChambeau. For Lee Westwood, he is three shots back, a veteran campaigner, yes, but how pleased is he with his opening round? It was good. Uh, I didn't make a bogey. Uh, played really solidly. Um, didn't, uh, wasn't ever, ever in too much trouble and, uh, um, you know, missed a few chances, which you're going to do if you give yourself a lot of chances and uh, and... Generally, it was a nice, solid start to the week. You know, just what you'd want, really. Yeah, uh, you know, last week was a bit of a an eye-opener. Um, I haven't played on a golf course with that, that kind of severity of greens for quite some time and, uh, you know, struggled a little bit. Uh, struggled mentally, really, to come to terms with, you know, some good shots finishing 30 yards from the from the green and, you know, let it, let it get the better of me. But, you know, this week, a little bit more orthodox golf course and... Uh, you know, one that I've played on in the past, and you know, I've got a pretty good idea and game plan of getting around it, and uh, you know, that showed today. 
Now, Jordan Spieth had a pretty good opening round as well, a two under par effort for Jordan, which marks him with a 70. But the question with Jordan Spieth is how does he judge it? Is it a continuance in the progression that he wants? I'd say all said and done, feels about feels about like a two under. Um, I had I had uh, I had a kind of a fun time going about it. I guess um, played pretty well. You know, you just can't. I made I just hit it so far off the toe on six and hit it in the water, and it's just a two. It's just two strokes back. And you just can't make that mistake. So that was frustrating, but really nice rebound on the rest of six and then seven and um, and then finish it off nicely. So. Definitely um, proud of the way I responded, but with, uh, I think, total way I putted today, certainly would have liked a lower number, but it all I, it all just comes down to one shot for me today. I mean, once once it's done, it's done. You can't go back, um, so you got to move forward. But then, obviously, when the round's over, I'm just sitting there like, just what are you doing, you know? <laughs> you can birdie from anywhere. Uh, the, and and I, it wasn't. I wasn't trying to force anything. It was just an execution error, but and a, really just a contact issue. But um, still, it's like I need to be leaning that thing to the heel before it gets anywhere near the toe on that that hole in, in particular. It, it, do you have a, a, a little bit of an interest there to see if he's going to take? Yeah, that on for or? sure. I mean, of course. I was. Um, what hole was it? Uh, did, yeah, there's quite a few where I'm sitting there like bumping Michael, like you know. <laughs> Where's this one going to start? Yeah. I think 15 was the first one today that I did. And, I mean, I knew when we were on, you know, three or four that the wind was sticking kind of northwest versus getting northeast. And so there was no way he could go anywhere but the normal line. Yeah. But, uh, but man, he drove the ball extremely, extremely well today. I mean, I think he only had one drive that kind of went offline on four and he still made birdie. Um, so at that speed, that's impressive. And he said if he gets any downwind, he's going to give it a go. I heard him tell Tim. So yeah. I think tomorrow's northeast. So um, hopefully I can just tee off first and get out of the way, get off to a good start, you know, get off first, put one out there in the fairway, and then just watch. Yeah, I mean, it's – it's. I mean, if you're you're lying if you're not saying you're interested and in, in going to be entertained. So And Rory's going to be pretty much with the, his ball flight too. I mean, it's going to be – right behind Bryson's I imagine with Bryson this driver he's using his gamer I think he has another driver that's got another 10 miles an hour ball speed but um I don't think they're probably far off from each other with so yeah I think it'll be with that win tomorrow could get a little exciting yeah Yeah. actually I I really enjoyed kind of going out there being like wow I I found myself more focused in the practice rounds Mm -hmm. versus sometimes if if you're like yeah I know that that pin's the tricky one and don't miss here that you just kind of get Sometimes a little lazy in the practice rounds when it gets repetitive, but um, I, I found it to be a breath of fresh air and a little bit exciting for sure. Jordan Spieth tied for 15th at 270 in the opening round. You heard me mention Ricky Fowler. Someone wrote in uh, on one of the platforms that were broadcast on and said, Go Ricky. Uh, Ricky is one under after one today, and he is three over for the championship. That's currently tracking at one shot outside the cut line. Obviously, it's very early on Friday morning. Uh, not early enough, though, that there's not play on the air from the, the PGA Tour live coverage. You can find it on NBC Sports Gold. Uh, PGA Tour Radio will be coming on the air at noontime today. That can be heard on the PGA Tour app. It can be heard on PGATour.com. Or you can, the, both those places are free, incidentally, all over the world. Or you, if you subscribe to the satellite service in North America, Sirius 
XM. As for the radio coverage or the television coverage, pardon me, of the Arnold Palmer Invitational, that will kick off this afternoon on Golf Channel. We will have it for you at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And then all the times I've given you, by the way, are Eastern time, just to be clear. Uh, Tomorrow and Sunday, the air times will be at 12 on golf and then 2.30 on NBC. And that's the case on Sunday as well. As to the LPGA, let me bring you up to speed on what's going on. They're three tied atop the leaderboard uh, in Corda, Nelly Corda in that case, Jennifer Cupcho and Austin Ernst, who all will be teeing off after lunch. And the coverage will be on the air today at 10 a.m., on Golf Channel, and Saturday and Sunday, it will be at 2.30 p.m. in which you can find the coverage. Absolute delight to spend part of Friday with you guys. Thank you very much for your company, day in and day out, and we appreciate the support that you're giving us because for us, everything is growing like crazy. It's a lot of fun, and uh, we're, we are surprised at how fast it's going, how well it's going, and that's because of all of you. So again, thank you. Uh, full of gratitude for the support that you show us. Hope you guys have a wonderful Friday and a wonderful weekend until we are together again. Goodbye for now.